podcast that teaches you how to have a higher quality sex life, where I share cutting-edge research in neuroscience and psychology, relatable stories, and practical mindfulness-based skills so that you can maximize your pleasure potential and unlock more awareness and energy in every area of your life. I am Master Life Coach and Mindfulness Expert, Danielle Savory, and I am thrilled to be on this journey with you. Hey, 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 how's everyone doing? I am so happy to be chatting with you all today. The fog has lifted, literally and figuratively. Portland, Oregon is finally out of the smoke. I saw the blue sky for the very first time over the weekend. Um, there, this It's been a crazy year, y'all. It really has. And, you know, this last couple weeks here in Oregon. Luckily, my family was out of harm's way, but a lot of people in Oregon were greatly affected by the wildfires, lost everything that they owned. And it's been devastating for our state and for the forest and all of the things. And it's like, wow, it just, (laughs) I don't, I it's hard to know what to say at this point. You know, I think that so many of us were looking at this place, like when are things going to get better? And that's the thing I think is so brilliant about this type of work is even when the world is burning down, even when there is heartbreaking things and scary things and frustrating things, and there's all of these things happening out there there's still a place where you can find inside of yourself where you're okay. There's still a place where you can find peace and calm and groundedness and pleasure. And that's really where the crux of all of this work is, even not in a year that has thrown us so many different directions, but at any time in our lives, you know, there's pain and there's pleasure. It's always about this and, you know, there is chaos and there can be peace. And finding that and, I believe, is so important during this time. It's like, you know, giving and allowing yourself to receive. So anyway, that's where we've been, but we are, the air is starting to clear Being able to get outside is so refreshing for my soul. And let's go ahead and talk about a few things. So first thing that I wanted to do is I wanted to share a review from iTunes. What is it? iTunes, Apple Podcasts. I don't remember. (laughs) Whatever that Apple one is. And I really encourage all of you and ask you share on here. Let me know. You know, it's a way for me to connect with you. I absolutely love hearing if you like this podcast, what's resonating, because it gives me ideas about what to keep creating for you all. And sometimes when I'm in my office (laughs) behind a microphone all myself, I'm like, Hello, can you hear me? And 
then when I get these reviews, I'm like, oh my goodness, people are listening to this and they like it and it's resonating with them. And I know exactly what to say to them next and all of that stuff. So if you haven't written a review yet and you like this podcast, you listen to it often, please let me know, write a review on there, let other people know that helps them have an idea about what the podcast is about, what they can expect from me and what they can expect from the content. And it also reminds me that there's real life humans out there that listen to this and they like it and it's helping them and it's changing them. And that helps fuel my fire for just getting out here and creating more stuff. Anyway, so this person, EJ, said this podcast has changed and then I can't see the rest on my app, but um, I can't sing Danielle's Savory's praises enough. I have been in a relationship for 17 years. Danielle and this podcast is responsible for resurrecting my sex life. I love the nerdy parts when she really gets into the brain aspect. It's a podcast about sex, but mostly it's a podcast about our brains and lives. Amen. Thank you so much for that review about the podcast. You know, I appreciate this so much and it just completely swells my heart knowing that these words are helping resurrect sex lives. And just like this reviewer said, this really, like as you get into this work and as, yes, we're focusing on sex, but it's because sex belongs in our lives and sex has to deal with the brain. It becomes about everything. It's the way that we're approaching our lives. It's the way that we're allowing ourselves for that. And that I mentioned at the beginning, it's pleasure and it's pain. It's the hard and stressful stuff in life. And we can find this other part. And this really allows us to like help with the entire human experience. And I really, truly feel like my life here on this planet, this life that I have to live, I want to really fill out like I think of expansion, right? Like filling out into the cracks and crevices of what it means to be fully human and to keep showing up fully human. And that means opening yourself up to the wide range of experiences and emotions that we're able to have. Okay, so for today's episode, we're going to be talking about the pedestal effect. Now, this isn't, I don't actually think this is called the pedestal effect, but I'm going to explain what I mean by it. And then we're going to talk about that. So as I was writing this, I was thinking about people sitting up on a pedestal and then comparing ourselves to it. When I looked it up on the internet, the pedestal effect is actually something completely different. It's something when men get praised for doing traditional women roles, like taking care of the kids or doing grocery shopping or these sort of things. So that to me sounds like that could be a whole nother episode. I had no idea that was called the pedestal effect. What I want to talk about is when we put people on a pedestal. So when we put somebody on a pedestal, we tend to look up to them. I remember vividly thinking when I was a young kid and putting people up on a pedestal, it could be friends of mine that were my peers that I put on a pedestal, like the cool girls that I thought had it all together or the really smart girls or whatever it was that, 
you know, I would look up to that I held in very high esteem. It might be like a celebrity. I remember looking up to a lot of musicians when I was younger and, you know, kind of comparing myself to like Gwen Stefani and how awesome she was and how beautiful she was and all of these sorts of things, right? So when I'm talking about the pedestal, I'm really talking about when we put someone on the pedestal and we are looking up to them. So that's the whole idea of the pedestal. They're kind of above us. We're looking up to them. We're seeing all of these things that they're doing or who they are or who they are being or how they're behaving, what they look like, how they speak, whatever it might be. And we, as a person looking up to this person on the pedestal, are holding this other person in such high esteem. And then we start to compare ourselves against us. But the problem is, is when we're looking at them up there, we're automatically seeing ourselves as something less than or below. And one of the things I find most fascinating when I'm coaching women is how much we put ourselves or even think of in this realm, like ourselves in a sexual relationship or a relationship on a pedestal, whether it is from our past or from our future. So what I mean by this is when we're looking at uh, a lot of women, right, we see our younger selves and we're like, hold them now, probably not at the time, in high esteem. Especially if you've been in a long-term monogamous relationship, you may be noticing that you put your sexual connection and intimacy and passion, or at the beginning of your relationship that you had with your person up on this pedestal. It's like this, remember when we just couldn't get enough of each other and, you know, all of my body was just like young and taut and in place and you would walk through the door and we could barely even contain ourselves until we got each other's clothes off and it felt so romantic. And you remember, you know, I just felt like back then I used to get wooed right? Or I used to have so much time and we would just lay in bed and we would talk about our dreams and then we would make love again and we would feel the smoothness of one another's skin. We hold this idea of how we're looking to our past when it was really good in very high esteem. We're looking at it and then comparing what we have now as like, oh, kind of sad. Like, I wish it was like that again. I wish we could just reignite. You always hear this, like reignite rather than ignite. It's like reignite that passion. Find that love again. Find that steaminess and that romance and that spiciness that we had when we were younger. And not just in the relationship, but a lot of women feeling that way towards themselves, like looking at the past self of, again, this past self is almost at this higher place than the her now. I remember when I just didn't used to care about this stuff so much. I didn't used to get so stressed and frazzled about things. I didn't have as many care in the world in general and was able just to like connect 
and I felt so sexual and I felt so sensual and I wasn't really worried about all of these other things. We can hold, you know, even who you felt like you were back then in higher esteem than who you feel like you are right now. And this is totally normal. Like even, especially I hear this with moms, like before I had kids, I just had so much more energy. I had so much more time. I really did feel so much more loving and romantic with my partner. And now I just don't. Like, I just feel like I've lost that loving feeling. I was talking with a woman the other day and she was telling me, she was like, I had the mind-blowing sex you talked about. I've had that before. I've had this amazing sex life and multi-orgasmic and feeling like I was just so sexually alive in my body. And she told me for a variety of reasons that she just wasn't that person anymore, that she kind of felt disconnected from this past self. And the way that she said it though, made made it sound like it will never be as good as it was back then. I mean, how could it? And she was naming off all of the reasons how it could never be as good and really seeing even her future, not just now, but even her future as less than what it was back then. And this can also go to the flip side. We can also look at the woman that we could become and compare ourselves to her. But I could become turned on. I could become this sexually vibrant woman. I know once we start doing date nights again, once we just start communicating again, everything will be better. Everything is going to be better than it is now once we get there. Once I just figure out my shit, once I just get less stressed, once I just, you know, start to like wake my body up more, then it will be so much better. Now, both of these are putting rather it's something from your past, you and your relationship, your sexual self or something from your future, both of these women, who are you at just different time periods of your life, are now being put above who you are right now. And this is a problem. It is a problem because when we put these people, I'm going to say these people, even though you know, it's still you. (laughs) This is not a multi-personality disorder podcast, but you understand what I'm saying. You as a younger self and you in the future. Now, both of these women, and this might not, you might not have it with both. You might just have it with one. You notice yourself reminiscing about about the past and looking to your past and having such high self-esteem for particular parts of who you used to be when it came to your sexual self and your sexual vibrancy and your aliveness and your relationship and Or it could be the woman you're becoming, the potential that you have. If only you could do these things in your relationship and, you know, become a sexier, more turned on woman, and you're looking up to her. You're looking up to her with such high esteem, this woman who you could become. Now, whether or not it's the past one or the future one or both of them, this is a problem. 
And the reason that it's a problem is because you're inadvertently telling yourself that the woman you are right now isn't good enough. That the sexual relationship you have right now isn't sufficient. It's less than satisfactory. When we hold these other women in such high self-esteem, you're rejecting who you are right now. And the problem with rejecting who you are or the relationship that you're in right now is it doesn't actually allow for the kind of change that you want anyway. And you might be listening to this and you're like, I really don't. I really don't want this sexual relationship that I have right now. Like I'm tired of the men. <laughs> like I've been listening to your podcast, Danielle, and I want a better sex life. And I really look up to this person. We're going to talk about that in a second. But there is a difference between holding these two women, whether it's past or future, to such high esteem up on these pedestals and rejecting who you are right now versus really allowing yourself to see into the possibility and the future without putting who you are or your relationship down in the moment, in the present time. When we look up and think, oh, well, it's going to be better then, we're saying that where we're at right now is less than. And I use this in my marketing, right? Better sex in 90 days. And yes, it can get better. That is something that we are working towards. We want to have change, but we also have to see the subtleness of where it's coming from and understanding that you wanting to change your sex life, you wanting to change your turned onness, all of that that is all fine. I am constantly talking about growth. I am constantly looking forward to my future, the potential that I can go into, but it's not coming from a place of rejection of who I am right now, of where my sex life is right now. Now, this might be a little bit of a confusing concept, and this really took me, I don't know, a while. I remember thinking about this a long, I don't know, years ago. (laughs) And this actually reminded me to talk about this on this podcast because I found it in an old journal from like three years ago. And it took me some time to really wrap my head around the idea of expansion and growth into a potential and possibility for myself, but without seeing the who I am as less than right now. Byron Katie has this quote and she says, I'm a lover of what is, not because I am a spiritual person, because it hurts when I argue with reality. Because we can't really change reality by being frustrated with it. And this really comes back to, especially when we're comparing ourselves to our past self or our future self, what we're really doing is we're being frustrated with the you of today. We're keeping ourselves like rejecting the sex we're having right now. And if you're rejecting the sex or being frustrated with the sex that you're having right now, it's really, really hard to change. Now, why is it hard to change? Because of the way that it makes you feel. Think about it. 
Right now, if you're looking towards your past, let's say, and being like, remember, babe, when we used to just, you know, screw like rabbits and it was so fun and da 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 da, (laughs) whatever it is. And you're thinking about that and you're thinking about that in comparison to the kind of boring sex that you're having right now or the not so good sex or the sex that you're avoiding and you're thinking about it in that way, how does it make you feel? Like really notice in your body what happens. When you're frustrated by the sex that you're having right now, when you're seeing it as less than, when you know that you could move somewhere else and get to some future place, but you're not having orgasms right now, and this has become a problem in your head, how do you feel? It doesn't feel good, right? It feels like tension in my body, at least. It feels like my stomach is sinking. When I tell myself that I used to be way sexier when I was younger versus now, it makes me today feel shitty. And if we're really wanting to work on creating more connection with ourselves, right? And if you're listening to this podcast, like that is what we're creating, right? <laughs> just, just in case you didn't know, that's what we're working on creating. Deeper connection with ourselves, deeper connection with our sensuality and our sexuality, connection with our pleasure, connection with our partner. Now, these are our goals. This is what we're working towards. And you're telling yourself right now in this moment that what you have and who you are isn't enough. You're not going to be able to show up in a loving way to you, to your sex, to your partner, because it's a very subtle way that you're approaching it saying that this isn't good enough. I'm not good enough. We're not good enough. The sex we're having isn't good enough. And that is really painful to hear. Even if you're not conscious of it, your brain is saying it to you and it doesn't feel good. And when you're saying that kind of shit to yourself or you're thinking about that way towards your partner or towards your sex life, it is creating the opposite of the context or the environment that we are looking for to create pleasure. It creates insufficiency and less than. And when we think that we're lacking or our sex life is lacking or our love life is lacking or less than something that we used to have or less than something that we could have, we feel really awful. We create more tension. We reject what we have and who we are. And the last time I checked, Rejecting what you have and who you are is not the formula that creates pleasure. It's not the formula that creates curiosity. It's not the formula that creates connection. So if we're really wanting connection, if we're really wanting curiosity, which also, yes, you do want curiosity because that's what helps lead to discovering more pleasure in your body. And if we really want pleasure, 
then we cannot start from a place of thinking that where we're at right now is below these other two women or these other two relationships past and future that are up on the pedestal that we're holding at such high esteem. Comparing yourself to your what used to be or comparing yourself or your sex life to what could be is the ultimate formula for keeping you stuck. It will always be less than when you see it as less than because you're not giving yourself or creating the right opportunities for it to become anything else. You can't create change and curiosity and love and connection from a place of thinking that what you have right now is shit, that your sex life is shit, that you're shit, (laughs) and that there's all this betterness, you know, in comparison to where you're at right now. So, This is the part that might be tripping you up. And this is the part that was confusing for me when I first was really diving into this concept and what it meant for myself was how then do I want things to be better? How then do I pursue growth and expansion in my sex life and with the connection with myself if I can't think that right now is less than... (laughs) I was like, well, why would I want to change? If I just see it as all great, then why would I want to change? And this is the part that's kind of tricky. You can want something more. You can want to experience better sex. But better doesn't indicate that what you have right now isn't good enough. We can come to a place where it is still enough right now. And the way that you can do that is when you decide to come back and really practice, like what Byron Katie said, really practicing loving what is, you can still find a place of loving part of the journey, loving yourself, loving exactly where you are, and also opening yourself up to, I'm learning what else my body can do. I'm learning how we can find more pleasure in this you know, physical connection with each other. I can't wait to see what else is possible. Not because right now is horrible and who I am is horrible and it's less than, but because I'm a human being and I can't wait to expand into the human experience. It's a subtle difference, but it makes such a huge change because it's the difference between rejection and really leaning into possibility. If you're looking at the past, you can even be like, oh my gosh, that was such a beautiful time of our lives. And I can't wait to see what else we can create with one another. How exciting for me to see this whole spectrum of all these different periods of our lives. And I love where we're at. And I love what I'm learning about us and where we're at. And I can't wait to see what else we can create. Not because it's never going to be possible again, not because where you're at is awful. Now, if where you're at really doesn't feel good and you're like, Danielle, but no, where I'm at really, really is awful. 
and loving where you're at or loving your marriage or loving your partnership or loving your sexual connection right now feels so foreign, then don't love where it is. But we can still accept it without rejecting it. We can still say to ourselves, you know what? This is where we're at right now. I know where we've been before. I know that magic is there as possible. And even if you didn't have that past, you can also be like, I'm learning so much more and more about us. I'm excited to see what else we can create together. Okay. So you can still come to this place of loving where you're at or loving your sex life or loving your relationship right now seems so out of reach. Then you can still start with a more neutral place. What we're really talking about here is seeing it as so much less than that you are actually rejecting yourself with the comparison to your future or the comparison to your past. Comparison is not a bad thing when we can find inspiration in it. It becomes a negative when we're putting this person, this relationship, this sexual connection up on a pedestal above. What we're trying to do is equalize so we're all up on the stage together. Your past, your future, and your present are all at the same level. That there's magic and love and appreciation in every single part of the journey. So some of the ways that you can help yourself find, you know, sufficiency, find adequacy, find uh, satisfaction, however you want to look at it, enoughness is another great word, in where you're at right now is realizing that there are things, even if some things feel frustrating to you about your sexual journey or in your relationship that you can still look on with appreciation and love. When I look at my past and when I was trying to figure out how to really lean into my sexual self in a way that I had never had before, to grow in my own sexual relationship, I could still find some love for the awkward conversations. I could find love in the learning and love in the discovery. You can find love in the opening, even if that involves tears. We're not saying that these things are, or where you're at right now has to look all rose colored and perfect and all of the things, but it's really allowing yourself to find love for this part of the journey, wherever you're at, finding love for the human experience you're in right now. I'm sure there's other things that you can look back on. Let's say you know, if you are really working hard, uh, getting like your doctorate or becoming a lawyer or getting through some kind of education. And at the time you might've just looked at like, oh my gosh, I can't wait until I'm this lawyer. Right. But you can look back on those times now, probably with some appreciation and love, like, oh, all those note cards that I was 
filling out or those long nights at the library or those times where I just had a cup of noodles because I totally forgot to eat all day, right? And those were my meals (laughs) for days on end was the cup of noodles at the library. There can be a little bit of a smile to your face, even if it was a struggle, even if it was challenging, even if it was hard, there's a way that we can see that that's still creating the resilience and it's still putting the pieces together for the woman that you're becoming, for the passionate marriage that you're creating, for the legacy that you're creating through this partnership fueled with love and intimacy and passion that your children will talk about, that your grandkids will see, that your daughters will remember as they remember lovingly, my mom was like this. My mom used to dance in the kitchen. My mom and dad used to kiss and hold each other. My mom wasn't afraid of her sexuality. So are there moments in anybody's journey that are hard and frustrating? For sure. (laughs) Always. But does it mean that those moments that are frustrating and challenging aren't as good as when you'll get there? Absolutely not we can really truly see and be inspired to continue to grow and expand without rejecting the journey that it will take us to get there. It's just as important. And it's even more important when it becomes to sex because you giving yourself grace, understanding, acceptance for where you're at right now and not seeing it less than is going to create the exact environment you need in your body to pursue pleasure with curiosity, to love yourself fully and the entire range of your human experience. Okay, that's what I got for you guys today. Have a lovely, lovely Thursday or whenever you're listening to this. And as always, it's been my absolute pleasure to be with you here today. And I love just sharing this reflection about when we're comparing ourselves to our past or our future and how to really step into not seeing this as less than or rejecting who you are right now, but truly finding acceptance and love so that you can lean more into pleasure so that you can open yourself up to curiosity and really change and grow and expand from this place. Have a lovely, lovely day. And don't forget to pop in if you haven't yet and write one of those reviews. Maybe I will be able to share yours next time. Talk to you later. Bye.